there it goes. Yep. There it is, Bob. Nice. So this is just a test that we'll maybe upload somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Um, all all I, exactly what I wanted to test. I wanted to see if um, it sounded good on this setup. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, your voice is pretty good. Um, like like I said, the only thing is that there, it picks up a good bit of background noise. Um, so, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because all I hear is cars driving by and birds. So it's not really. No, it's, it's not really that much of a thing. Perfect. Because I could, I could definitely, um, if this works well, that would be awesome. The only problem would be I couldn't uh, pull up anything from my, like I couldn't screen, screen share, but um, you could. So that would be awesome. Um, what, what exactly do you mean screen share? Like I couldn't, I couldn't like, uh, like showing, like I can, I can sh share my screen. I couldn't show like a Google image. I couldn't, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I see, I see what you're saying. That's the um, only problem with this from from my end. You could. Uh, I... Well, can you just one sec? Let me see yeah. if my. I want to know if my voice comes through on this. It doesn't seem like it is. So I gotta. Uh, and then it should be okay. Cool, 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 cool. Drop that down a little bit. There we go. Okay, I'm recording on my end too. It's gonna be. I might have to cut it and stuff in editing to make it look a little more pleasant because right now it's just my desktop with this up. I see. Um, but it, it'll be a backup backup recording either way, and we can probably cut it and change the layout a little bit to make it a little bit pleasant to look at awesome can you try to try to share your screen try to share my screen how to this yeah through Streamyard. Oh, present share screen screen share and like let's see that should have just popped up my facebook feed no i don't see anything it's down, I see it down in the bottom here, but it's, uh, I don't know how to, yeah, I, I don't know how to do that, because it, it says it's, like, I can stop screen, screen share, screen share, could do, like, let's see if it'll, I got it sharing Discord. Put it on the layout. There, it's just you. That's just me, yeah. But like, when I'm looking at it, it's down here in the bottom next to me. Yeah, I don't think, I think it would, uh, I would be able to see it if, it were working. Yeah, or, yeah, you'd probably be able to see it. And I, I'm sure this works a little bit better on a desktop too. It's like more. Oh, okay, hold up. I think I got it, Bob. Well, I, I just turned, I turned it off. Okay, yeah, do it now though, because I literally just did it. Okay, let's see. Do my 
screen too. Should be up. There. Uh, share screen this year. No, it doesn't. Doesn't seem like it's. Nope. Yeah, that's not working. Okay. Here. Well, we can, um, we'll work with this for right now, and then I can always, like, tell, we, we could tell people to look up things on their, obviously we, we could change the setup, and then, or we could tell people what we're looking at uh while i like i could literally just let me see if is it staying on right now on my on my face no or, no okay no. so i could but i could pull up something really quick and then i could be like okay this is get up just type in this right but uh of course pictures always always not always but they're they're good um anyways um I don't think it's necessary for right now. Well, definitely not necessary for right now. What I wanted to um, talk about just for the test would be because, you know, we did this for the moment. I think um, I bring up what I liked about Asteroid City, the latest thing that I just saw. And then you can talk about The Witcher, like you were saying. Oh, I mean, I don't really uh, have much to say about the winter. Okay. All right. Well, then let's talk about Asteroid City. Is that all right? Yeah, I'm fine with that. I haven't seen it though. No, I, I, I'm just going. I'm just going to share something simple that I that I liked, and then I want to maybe switch it to Wes Anderson films after that. Okay. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I do like a big fan of Wes Anderson. For sure, me too. And so for this film, I think might have. So I haven't seen all of his movies, but I do think that this this is possibly most ambitious film, and that's probably what I like the most about it is that it was so, um, like it was pushing the the limits of filmmaking and narrative storytelling, just uh, in general. There was, it was quite complex, hard to understand, uh, for me at least, uh, a lot of what was exactly going on. But I think that was part of the point. And um, also the way that it was very, very meta, it broke the fourth wall a lot. And I think that um, one of the main ideas was... Um, that there's all like it was just an allegory for life because there's all of these actors who are playing roles that are like not exactly like they don't know exactly what their the point of their role is and um that could be like how our role in life is not determined, is not certain, and we don't really know what what we're supposed to do. And um, then there is um, 
the, the last part I want to bring up is um, how how like the, those answers aren't those answers aren't ever given in the movie and in life we don't really ever get those answers. It's like one time when David Lynch brought up um, how he likes to put in abstractions into his film films because life is full of them. And yeah, what do you think about any of that? Do you think that sounds interesting? Yeah, that does sound really interesting. And I do want to see Asteroids City. I just haven't had the opportunity yet. Uh, yes, that's why I was trying not to give away anything, but it is amazing. It's hard to give away anything because it's hard to take in. Well, that's pretty thematic from like most Wes Anderson films too. I think like almost all of his movies, most of the film, you don't really know what's going on. And um, it's like, like you said, with the abstract themes, like Wes Anderson uses a ton of abstract themes. And um, like, I, I don't know how Asteroid City was with this, but a lot of his other films have like the, like the way the shots are, but also the way everything in the background of the shot is. Like every every part of every frame, in, in my opinion, in Wes Anderson films helps to tell the story. Yeah, yeah, he's like extremely, he's like Kubrick where every scene yeah. seems very uh, planned out and- mm-hmm. Like every frame of the movie seems like it has its own specific purpose. Like. It seems planned out from the very first part where you see like Castle Rock Entertainment or whoever's producing it to the very last shot where you see the last part of the credits roll. Like every single bit of it seems planned out. Right. And that's in like everything that he does. If it's, you know, Isle of Dogs or Fantastic Mr. Fox, which is, you know, those were made for a very wide audience to include children. Or if it's, you know, something like, uh, the Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou or uh, Moonrise Kingdom or something like that. Because those are, it's like the same way. Yes. And I think that those movies have like a, a more definite meaning and easy to understand meaning. And, and that might um, make it so people think people can understand what his reasoning behind each frame was, as he said. But like, I do think at the end of the day, he did the same. He did do that with this film as well, because I think even if the meaning is to be ambiguous, that that is uh, like one of the main themes he was trying to get across and how ambiguous life is. And of course, just want to add, I know that, or I don't know, but uh, my, my brother has told, uh, told me he was in films, film school. He had, uh, that was his minor in school. And he said that, you know, and, and of course I understand and definitely agree that, uh, especially on like the, the Hollywood, um, like, uh, level or definitely on like the, 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 the movies that are more like, um, like, uh, not just like blockbusters and stuff. Like he said that the directors uh choosing every shot every angle for a reason and um packing in with detail and stuff just or i mean that could be like an extra step but the the shot and the angle definitely like i think is like a like in jaws like uh 
the angles are to make it make the make the shark more scary or something like that or psychologically uh you feel trapped or or you feel attacked well it's like it's some it's similar to when you think about video games like and you're all right so you're going through a level and you're trying to solve a puzzle and there's something that's out of place and like you can do something with it but it doesn't solve the puzzle for you but it's like it has to have something to do with it because they don't just put shit in video game for no reason. And it's the same way with movies. Like if something's in a scene, it's not by coincidence, it's there on purpose. The director put it there. So if you think that it may be connected to something, then it is connected to something because directors don't put shit in scenes for no reason. Right. I think we're doing really good on this, um, this stream, by the way. I um, I think that this is like, you know, like something I always want to do we, so, with, with the streams and something you've always wanted to do. I know, um, when we've spoke about this in the past, but I think we're achieving it right now is having an interesting conversation, but recording it. And yeah, I think that's exactly that. This is basically like being on FaceTime, like we were the other day, just having a conversation and, uh, yes. We'll probably have to do introductions and stuff when we do something that we're actually going to post because I think we'll need a little bit more polish. I don't know how this raw video is going to look afterwards, but right. um, I think we could do with a little bit more polish before we start posting stuff. But I think this is a really good first step too, though. Yes, absolutely, Bob. I'm glad you think that. Um, I, I think this would be worthy of posting, though, just for like like historical... like. But yeah, with it, the, it, not the so significance like, of it. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah and I, and I feel like people would like to see it. Yeah. Yes. And then... Uh, Eventually. Yeah, we might post this later on after we... Yes. Uh, and other people would want to see it eventually, because, I mean, yeah. like you, and, and, and you and I obviously are happy to, to keep the record, but... Absolutely. And... Um, yeah, I think a lot of directors do stuff like that though, where it's um, where they like really, really plot out the scene. Like you, you said Kubrick, and Kubrick is absolutely like huge on that. If you look at almost any scene, it has something to do with the next scene, or it has something to do with a later scene. It's a callback, or it's foreshadowing. Like almost everything in every one of his films is like that. Yes, and I I love that about Kubrick, and that's like like every every like. I'm, you know, very interested in trying to understand exactly uh, what his interpretation of the film is, even though, of course, you might have, um, you know, not maybe not exactly understood all of it himself, like, which I know that might sound crazy, especially coming from Kubrick. And I, I, I you know, I'm sure that's probably not even the case, but I mean, I don't even know that I, that could be the case, but I, um, I think that that's like the, the the David Lynch thing coming in. Like, it's okay to have abstractions because life is full with them. But now, really quick, uh, uh, just to like add on to this, something that I thought of before I even kind of went off on that little tangent. The I think the um, one of the and this will go into something that I definitely want to speak about more. And that James, you know, that this is something I want to speak about later on. Uh, or you'll 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 get where where I'm what I'm saying it is, but yeah. when I say it, but uh, basically, um, there's like the plan out everything, which I'm sure, or which I know happens, but then there's the 
and I have never exactly got this quote from Terrence Malick, which you know some Terrence Malick films, but I can bring some bring some up if you don't remember. But Badlands is one. Oh, I know Badlands. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then uh, the Thin Red Line. And oh, of course. The, the New yeah. World. Okay. 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 Knight of Cups. Okay. So I saw all those except for Knight of Cups, but I, haven't seen I love Knight this director. I have not seen it either, but I think that that movie is going to be awesome when I see it. The uh, Red Line is the one of his that you mentioned that I remember the most. I've seen The Red Line a couple times. Yes, The Red Line. I know you know. I know you've seen it. I already knew you saw that, but yeah. it's a very uh, beautiful film. And so, yeah. but I think underrated too. Very underrated. Absolutely, uh, and or maybe not even underrated, but like um, a lot of people just don't know about it. But now, and that might be what you mean by underrated. But um, anyways, well, I've heard a lot of people say that that is not a good war film too, and I think that there you people are very wrong about that. I think that the Thin Red Line does is just really good, <laughs> and it's yeah. in my top list of war films personally. I think yeah, I think it's probably my favorite war film. Now, now, but what I what I wanted to bring up Terrence Malick for, and I want to I want to loop back to that in a second. But I brought him up because although he's known for being just extremely beautiful and like all all beautiful scenery, all beautiful camera work, the the thing with him I've noticed, which I have not see, seen him, or like I've never heard a quote from him. He's he's very like um, he, he's he's like. Not on, he hasn't done many interviews. I don't know if he's done any, but anyways, um, and I think I think I got this from hearing hearing how one of his uh, um, the I think it's director of photography, but yeah, I think I, the guy who the um, the person who like actually like records the film. Yeah. That, yeah. There's a guy who works with him quite often. The guy who, uh, like, shot, as in, like, recorded, was the, behind the film. I can't can't believe I'm forgetting the name of this person. Her like name a was, cinematographer? Cinematographer. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, the cinematographer behind uh, the Birdman and um, the Revenant. And I think he's, or I, I almost paused, yeah, the New World as well. Anyways... He has worked with Terrence Malick, I know that at least. But he said that this that working with Terrence Malick gave and I think I also heard actors talking about this too, but like they gave he, he gave them like a basically like a new idea for like how films can be made. And I, and and it it wasn't they weren't very descriptive when they said it, but I think it's more of like a like a go with the flow, laissez-faire. And to me, what, what that, what, like, what do you, what they, what that really means is that like you put some of it in God's hands. Like you, like, yeah. like it's the synchronicity thing. Like it's, it's going like beautiful things will happen around this because there are beautiful things want like, uh, like this is a, this is a work of, like, this is a, this is like a, this this is like it's it's all keeping within um, beauty and, well, it's and like, divinity. 
Um, I don't remember who said it, and this isn't a direct quote, uh -huh. but somebody, I read a quote, and this is paraphrased again, was okay. that art is up to the observer. The interpretation of art is up to the observer. Mm -hmm. So it's not, it does not matter what the artist meant when they created that piece of art. It, it has no merit. It has no, it, it doesn't matter because regardless of what the artist meant with, the, with what they were trying to say or what the message of the piece was, what people interpret it as is much more important than that because that's what the public views it as. Right. That's larger interpretation of it. So I want to say, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was a Polish artist who I believe he was Jewish and survived through a concentration camp during World War II. And he made these like super profound, like nightmarish pieces of art. They were absolutely horrifying to look at, to say the <laughs> least. Um, and he never titled a single one of them. And when people would ask him about his artwork, he would never describe it. And I, I believe that's his quote. I can't remember his name. Um, I could probably find it if I looked it up. Which Real quick, if you're going to look that up. Okay. I, I'm hearing I'm hearing you out. The, uh, the only thing I want to add is that the example that, that uh, I can give, and that was kind of uh, um, what the person, when I got that vibe from what the person was saying, uh, it was around this example, the example being that there one time, like there's, there's a flock of birds that are on the beach and like he's shooting the film and there's no, like, there's nothing in the script that says like, oh, the camera watches this happen or watches this, these lines be delivered by this actor. And then the camera follows these birds. Terrence just decided to add, uh, just, he said, no, start record, start recording the birds. You know, that's going to be part of the movie now. Or, uh, and then the, the last thing I'll also say about this is he asked, like, I can't remember. I think it was, it was either Christian Bale or whoever was on set at the time. And who's in this interview, he said, uh, or Terrence said to this actor, hold the camera I want you to record and then basically that guy just ended up spending that the rest of that day's shoot like being the the um cinematographer and like um that's kind of like the he, he's not worried as, as much about how I guess like he, he's, he's he's uh like trying to kind of like add like he's not he's not too worried about all of these things that could go wrong the factors that he like the the things that he planned he's kind of like late late like letting um things just happen and like of course you know maybe he he has an idea of what the birds being you know cut like the like cutting to the to the birds from the from the actor speaking like maybe he has his own interpretation but i think there like like with symbols there's a million interpretations for why he would do that and other than you know it just being beautiful anyways
And um, so that would be nice to add to the film. But did you find that guy's name? Sorry for yeah. going off. Um, it's difficult to pronounce his first name, so I'm not going to try it. But it's uh, okay. Basinski is the last name. Oh, was it? Basinski. Hmm, that sounds familiar. And he was born in Sanok, Poland in 1929, died in Warsaw, Poland. So he lived through World War II. Um, and he made these like super grotesque and like profound, oh. like literal nightmares of artwork. And um, is this guy from uh, like Poland or something? He has like, yes. a, he's a, the Netflix documentary about him. Yes, I believe there is okay. a documentary about him. And, and there's like some, some like, okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, all of his paintings are like these, they're just giant, like neo Gothic, yeah, Gothic horror type, like, you know, body horror, gory shit. And, um, but anyway, he had that quote, which I don't remember the exact quote, but he never titled a single one of his uh, pieces of artwork because. Okay. He thought that art was to be interpreted by the observer, not by the artist. Absolutely, I think that's um, yeah. That that's like what um, like David Lynch will do when like people ask him to describe his movie or like to uh, say what his movie means. He'll be like, "Well, what does it mean to you?" Because that's yeah. what it is. Exactly, that's exactly what it is. Like the public interpretation of what you're trying to say with your art is much more important than what you're trying to say with your art. And to add, you know, I'm a writer and um, like movie, movie film, like I, I like screen, like do like to do screenplays, but I also like doing um, short stories, right? Yeah. One of my main goals, because you heard the art imitates life thing, right? Well, I've always heard that life imitates art, but... Oh, oh, the other way around? Yeah. Okay, so, oh, all right. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess it, go, it, it, it doesn't exactly, like it could be, it could be um, the same way. But yeah, no, art, art imitates, or life imitates art. Yeah, now I know. But anyways, so that wasn't, a perf- that wasn't perfect for the situation. But what, what I tried to do in a, in a lot of my art is try to um, make it as mysterious as life, like the abstraction thing. Like, yeah, like we like life is kind of, you know, whatever you want to make of it. But it's some people, you know, try to find the purpose in life. And but there's also great mysteries in life, which probably do have answers. And in and, and those are like, I love that. Like curiosity is what drives me like gives me a lot of um, happy, like enjoyment, like trying to figure things out. And so I think that that's what people like and draws them to films. So if a person were to give away what what their interpretation of the movie is, it kind of limits the movie because yeah, now, yeah, now it can't be interpreted, interpreted in a bunch of other ways. It's kind of like the magician not telling, yeah. you know, giving, giving away the trick. Or like, uh... Like Interstellar wouldn't be half the movie, it, or not Interstellar, Inception wouldn't be half the movie it is without people's interpretation of what's going on. True. Yes, the ending I, of The Sopranos wouldn't have any type of impact if people didn't interpret what it meant. If the director of The Sopranos told you Tony Soprano got shot at the end of the show, that's what we were implying with cutting to a black screen. If they told you that, 
it wouldn't have been controversial. It wouldn't have been a profound ending. Mm. Yeah, right. It, it, at least as much as it was. Um, yeah, well, pe pe I mean, people. That show it ended, a level. That show ended over twenty years ago, and people still talk about the ending of that. Absolutely, and people make fun of it on Family Guy, like, but, yeah. but in like, a, they obviously comes from a place of love, mm -hmm. and they like like it adds infinite more levels to the art because instead of like you know just like people remembering it because they um you know oh he dies at the end or he doesn't die at the end uh which would would probably be crazy either way it's now like now it's a conversation like or it's it's a, it's an extra conversation or, like did he die do you think I'd, you know like it's the same with um like Breaking Bad is a little bit more in your, or a little bit more subtle with it, because mm -hmm. like you, you have seen Breaking Bad, right? Absolutely, yeah, all the episodes. Okay, so it is very heavily implied that Walter White dies there, right? Right. He gets shot. The cancer's got him ate up on the inside. He's not doing treatment for a while, right? It's pretty heavily yeah, implied. Smile, yeah. But here, here's the kicker to that. So if you look into Arizona law. And you look at the timing of all of that, right? The cops okay. were pulling up when the credits rolled, right? And Arizona law dictates before they can do anything to him, the first thing they have to do is provide medical care and do everything within their power to save his life. Wow. So if he was not dead, the implication is that he's in prison. Right. Everything caught up with him and he's getting his just desserts. And right. then, but there is the other interpretation of he just died there too. Exactly. Are there cops flashing at the at the end? Yeah, there's cop lights. There's cop lights at the very end. So it's like, I think it's the same ending, but a little bit more subtle. Right. Um. That's really cool. Or like, there there's so many, so so many films that have these, what I would call like, open-ended endings. Mm -hmm. And I think the open-ended endings are better than anything, most of the time. James, I just want to, um, yes, and and really quick, why do you think that is? Why do you think the open-ended ending is better than a than a case or whatever? Well, and I do think it's situational too. Um, okay, yeah, like for sure. Certain films or certain pieces of art need that finality at the end to send the message home. Mm -hmm. um the number wow. one primest example i can think of of that is something that i saw recently ish um okay. in the last year it was the new release the remake of all quiet on the western front right um the ending of that the main character that you follow throughout the entire movie gets ran through with a bayonet eight minutes before the war ends and the ceasefire is called <laughs> And if that hadn't happened, you, it would ruin the whole message of the film. The message of the film was that World War I was fucking horrible. It was a horrendous time to be alive. And so many disillusioned young boys, or so many young boys went to the war with these ideas of grandeur and uh, heroics and very quickly find out that that's not what this is about and they become very disillusioned. And it follows, it starts with following five people and by the end you're just following one. 
He's the last one that's there, and um, he also gets killed in the end. And it's like that finality sends that message home. Mm -hmm. But I think the open-ended endings kind of harken back to the last thing we were talking about, where it's like the interpretation of the, the viewer. It gives more opportunity for the observer of the art to come to their own conclusions. Um, and it sparks some more conversation about the piece too. So it it allows you to it adds adds layers to the uh, interpretation of it. In my opinion with films particularly, but um, you know that could be said about books as well. It could be said about uh, even like pieces of artwork, like paintings or drawings and things like that. When it's something abstract and you don't have a title to it, it's kind of the same thing. Beautiful. Um, and then I just want to add on possibly that with with there not being a um, like with an ambiguous ending, with there being an ambiguous ending, I think it possibly creates more with with the conversation. It also create it also makes people because they go hand in hand makes people think more about the film because they want yeah. to figure it out figure it out and i think that mm -hmm. that is just making people smarter uh more intelligent because oh, no, no. the more no, you're no. flexing that muscle the more you're working you know or you more you're working at you're working to be working as a detective the the better one you become and i think that that is something that a lot of directors might want from um their audience so oh, yeah absolutely and uh you just take straight up brother and then yep you're welcome university left or right so um sorry that was just a, a person yeah. who was stuck in my neighborhood or lost in my neighborhood i've gotten lost in your neighborhood so i understand it yes <laughs> Um, I think also, like, humans are innately very curious creatures, too. So having something in your artwork to figure out makes people more more likely Gen to enjoy it. Yeah. Yes. Okay, there you go. More likely. Okay, and so that's good for them as well. And, and or them, them in, in that way, like, um, they'll, they'll, they'll enjoy it. Um, so, but of course, obviously helping them grow as a thinker is yeah. also, is also good for them. Now, yeah, I, totally I don't want to, it, I'm on four, it's like a what James just, just, here's the thing. I'm on 4%. I want to end it as soon as possible. So if we're done, okay. that'd be great. Yeah, but, we, we can be done. Um, what are you going to say? I, I was just going to say that it's like, uh, like a double edged. So it's like a win-win scenario. It's a win-win. No. Okay. Like they're getting to get more viewership from the movie, which is their main goal and make more money. But they're also getting to spread their message and get people to think more and use their brain more, become smarter. That's beautiful. Okay, we'll end it right there. I think that was great, um, great way to sum it up. So yeah, I love you, Bob. I'll talk to you soon. Um, you, thank you, Bob. I'm going Thanks, to Bob. end it and then call call you up. Okay, sounds good.
All right, peace. Peace, bud.